Help us to never be the same. Be closer to than we've ever been before. We'll thank you and love you and trust you. Oh, yes. In Jesus. Oh, yes. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. give me just some thoughts lately and most of them just today. No more organization or structure in my sermon than what you're going to see in studying the Bible and the Bible's been studying me. Thirty-nine years. Lord, the Lord came by when I was a lad. Thirteen. I'm fifty-two this year. That's old if you ask the young people. But that's young if you ask the old people. I'm right in the middle. So some days I feel young. Some days I feel old. All right. And. The Lord better help some preachers. Quit trying to find sermons and find Jesus. He's in there. And I'm not afraid just to tell you what he's put on my heart. Young preacher, that don't mean you never study. I said, I've been studying 39 years. But the Lord put some good stuff on me for y'all. I'm waiting till I can make up a title. <laughs> I think I just did. Mercy at Mount Sinai. Go to Exodus 24. Hurry. <laughs> now that I've got a title, I'll quickly abandon it. Just hang it out on the door, and then that's all we need from that. We got a Bible, aren't you glad you got a Bible? So here it comes, Pastor. I got to give it to him the way the Lord gave it to me. <laughs> you know what he gave him at Mount Sinai? Y'all remember? You know what John 1 10 or 17 or something? You remember what it said? For the law came by Moses. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Y'all with me? Y'all with me? Lord. Lord took Moses by the hand. Come up here. By the way, aren't you glad we have a book called Exodus? That's where he exits us. That's where he hung red blood over and on and around the door so we could get out. Amen. Oh, y'all ain't helping me. I said, that's where he hung red blood 
over and around and on yeah. a door so we could get out. Amen. Thank God the door let me out. Jesus said, I am the door. Amen. By me, if any man, and he should go in and come out and find yeah. pasture. Yes. Rest for your souls. Yes. Okay. Lord, I heard a man of God say this in passing so quickly, but I grabbed it a few couple months ago. And I grabbed it and it got real big in my heart. And you know the Lord took Moses up to Mount Sinai. And he gave him two things. First he gave him the tablets. Then he gave him a tabernacle. Oh, y'all ain't helping me. That was the stuff right there. We ain't going nowhere else. That was it. Aren't you glad he gave us both? Amen. Because he knew we couldn't live up to the tablet, so he came down to the tabernacle. Amen. Well, I guess I, I need to develop it before I expect you to get real happy. I thought you'd get it all at once just sitting there. Y'all have disappointed me. I need, I require more offering when there's going to be another round of the plates coming by when you disappoint me. Look in 2412 of Exodus. Hurry. Verse 12, and the Lord said, I'm about to run what I'm about to do. And I'm in 2412 of Exodus. Are y'all there? Yeah, Aren't you glad the Bible didn't end with Genesis? Yeah, you know how Genesis ends. Maybe a new Christian needs to glance at it. Look at it. Chapter 50, the very last chapter, the very last verse yeah, of Genesis. Look at it. Come on now. Yep. Yeah. Tell me that last line. Say it out loud. A coffin in Egypt. Uh, he could have left us there. Well, y'all ain't helping me. Don't make me throw off and play that you. Amen. What's Genesis 1 1 say? Quote it, you know. In the beginning, but look at the ending of this book. God created and quit putting a s on heaven right there. Ain't one there. It was the heaven. There wasn't nothing between us and him. Not the way he first made it. The heaven and the earth. All right. And you go ahead and make up all these other worlds out there, you and NASA. Do whatever you want to with your evolutional atheist. God made the heaven and the earth. Ain't nothing else. Act like it if you want to. Well, you're going to believe your Bible or your government school. Come on, preacher. Yeah, he made the heaven and the earth. Yes. There ain't other races. Right. There ain't other species. 
There ain't whirling, swirling worlds unknown and other frames of eons of time or eternity. There ain't nothing out there. Preach, preach. He's right up there and we're right down here. Find me something else in the Bible and then I'll go along with your NASA evolution. Y'all ain't helping me. There was the heaven and the earth. Day he, the day that he divided us in the firmament, and there was, and then there were three heavens. And that was the only day where he just said, it's the only day he did not say it was good. Come on. Come on. Every other day he said it was good. But that day he just said it was so. All right. That was the day he had to put the division in where he lived and where we would be. Y'all ain't helping me. My, 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 my. It was so. You reckon that's the day that he eyeballed that little hill outside Jerusalem? And he oh, knew. My, my, my. Brother Pastor, didn't God create hell? It was, it was made. With the devil and his angels, it was made. Wonder if the day that he divided the heavens, or divided the heaven, and then it was heavens. Wonder if the day that he arranged the heavens, the day he arranged the hell. Made everything that first week, didn't he? Huh. In the Old Testament, it says, and it was so. I wonder if that's the first mention of so. I don't know. I've never thought that till just now. And it was so. But I'm glad the Old Testament wasn't the only testament. There was another testament. There was, there was another so. Yes, Maybe you're brand new to church or to the Bible and you don't understand why they all just got a blessing because they know what I'm talking about. John 3.16. Oh, God, so love the world that he gave his only begotten son. Here came sin. Genesis is our sin story. This is where we fail. In the beginning, God, there was a creation. And in the last verse, there was a coffin in Egypt. Bible picture of the wicked world. Yes, right. Won't stop and say something, may jump through a skinny window and run for a mile. <laughs> this world is not my home. Hey, I'm just a passenger. Oh, I miss Brother Finney tonight. I'm so looking forward to him being here. You know, last time, and I love y'all, and I'm going to be careful and treat you real good, this flock. This flock, Pastor. 
I want to be a shepherd that actually loves the chief shepherd. Yes. Yes. Wants to help take care of his flocks. Amen. Yes. Amen. Oh, I may shoot something, I may cut something, I may kick something in a minute, but it'll be a wolf. Yeah. It won't That's be right. a sheep. Right. Right. I may go to town on a wolf. And all these little snowflake millennial boy posts, these little posts of Facebook posts, little skinny jean, effeminate, too much curly in the hair. These boys, and half of them's independent Baptists, and you know who they are. Come on, preacher. Amen. They get nervous and have to up their little nerve medicine when I get to kicking wolves. Go ahead. Y'all's ain't helping smees. Yeah, I may wear something out here in a minute, but it won't be a sheep. Amen. It'll be a wolf. That's right. Boy, I backed up on a coyote the other day. <laughs> Down at the stop sign, the red barn, mile from my house, I got a flock of sheep. Well, the man who owns them don't know that I claim them, but <laughs> I got a flock of sheep. I own everything in my county. Lots of people don't know it. <laughs> Rich man bought, I don't know how many hundreds of acres down there. And he, I don't think he's ever even been there. But boy, they got a professional farm and they get the old boys raising sheep just on the side. He started out with 10. And I noticed he just gives them good pasture to graze in. Leaves them alone. Brings, I know, and, and they just keep, and now there's about 500. Yeah, if you'll leave sheep alone, they'll do what sheep do. And me and Jennifer was going to Hardin's because what else do Christians do? You know, go to Chick-fil-A, but if too many Christians down there, I get a little nervous, they gossip. But brother told me he's going into ministry the other day. I said, you're going to be a missionary, evangelist, pastor, or a Chick-fil-A manager, which is part of the ministry you're going into. And I know I'm carnal because I get mad every Sunday when Chick-fil-A is closed. <laughs> I'm like, well, the next, well, I mean, you know, but no. Uh. That's a shame. That's a shame. That's just a shame right there. I backed up on the coyote. He was trotting through the field. We got coyotes in our part of the world. Rascal was 300 yards off. He was trotting there and he's messing, and my sheep were up on the hill been raising them things for two years <laughs> or watching the young blonde-headed farmer raise them you know but. and uh, oh I've been watching them boy I've been learning brother Joe you know something I hadn't seen yet in two or three years of them being there I hadn't seen one sheep fight well, and I pull well. over I pull over and look at them yeah. come on preacher Come on. I haven't. I hadn't seen one sheep fight. Mm. I'll tell you what I've seen. I've seen, I seen two things raise up out there and, and trotted over there like they was ready to fight. And it was two sheep dogs. <laughs> and I watched them be born, them little, what do you call it, Pyrenees? Great Pyrenees. I watched them be little puppies and they grow up. You can't tell. They look just like a sheep until something comes by bad and then them two stand up. Yeah. Come on. 
long preacher. Come on, right here. Well, well. You ought to thank God for your pastor. Yeah. You ought to thank God if you got a good daddy. Y'all yeah. ain't helping me. I, I can pick these altars up and throw them at you. These I can handle. I backed up on that coyote. He was trotting over the field. The sheep were up there, and he was a trotting toward me. I stopped. Not much traffic on our road. I stopped. I backed up. That joker at 300 yards knew I was looking at his hide. He stopped. He looked at me. I rolled the window down, stuck my head out. I can stare down a coyote or a wolf. I, I preach the independent Baptist every night. You hear me? Stare his little eyeballs down. I did. Jennifer said, said, Oh, Lord, you're crazy. Car was coming. So I embarrass her every 10 minutes. God's called me to work on her pride. I'm telling you. Car was coming by. She said, hey, Rick, get your head back in there. The neighbors are going to think we're crazy. I said, honey, I'm in a staring contest with a coyote. I refuse to lose. The neighbor went by. And, you know, there was a moment they were in the line of, and, you know, they'd spit up. I stared him down. I said, hey, I'm going to go get a rifle and come back. I can think. Do you know? He turned and trotted way up on up in the woods away from my sheep. Come on now. Come on. This little outfit, something I hear all over the Carolinas. Uh, I hear this all over the Carolinas. Heard it today, hear it all the time. We need to quit fighting each other. That's right, I've never seen a sheep fight. But I'm afraid what half of them effeminate boys mean is y'all quit shooting wolves and coyotes because you're going to hit me next. <laughs> Come on, Richard. Come on. You can't tell the difference when your pastor's got a coyote in his sights and you go off and pout for two months. Our pastor's lost his burden, I tell you what. Just pray for them down there. That place used to have the Lord. Come on, You'd have left the 12 disciples that day. Jesus stormed down into Jerusalem and kicked tables over, done made a whip, and whipped people right on out of the church. You'd have had a problem that day. Well, I'm enjoying my sermon. I've already signed 10 of y'all's Bibles when you was in the bathroom, so I'm having a good time tonight. <laughs> Well, let me get back to it. Aren't you glad our story did not end in Genesis? He'd have left us in a coffin in Egypt. Our story started with the creation of life and ended with the coffin of death. Our story began in Eden and it ended in Egypt. I'm so glad he wasn't done writing the Bible. He said, we got to have a second book and we're going to open, we're going to put a bloody doorway in it. We're going to kill a lamb in this second book. 
We're going to let people come out of Egypt in this book. Y'all ain't helping me. We're going to bring Joseph's bones out of Egypt. Aren't you glad there's an exodus? Now, circle it. Here it is. I'm nearly done tonight with, with my first thought. 24, 12, and the Lord said unto Moses, I need to teach Sunday school one moment. Y'all, the Old Testament, probably the biggest mountain there was Mount Sinai where the law was given. And thank God for the New Testament, Mount Calvary where the Lord was given. Yes. Yes. Y'all with me? Yes. It's Bible basics, but it's good enough. Yes, sir. Hebrews will tell you the difference in them two mounts. One can't be touched, the other is inviting you to come and touch it. Well, glory. Judgment was on one, and then judgment was finished on the other. One would kill you, and one will resurrect you. Okay, Mount Sinai, Mount Calvary. There's other significant mountains there. Okay, so I just want to show you all this. When he went up there, God gave him the tablets, and then he gave him the tabernacle. God had to show us his holiness, then he showed us his heart. Y'all ain't helping me. God had to follow up his law with his love. Amen. And then God had to show us what we would break, and then he showed us what he would break. When that lamb on Passover day was killed and poured out on that mercy seat. So here's your circle this. 24, 12. And the Lord said unto Moses, Come up to me into the mount and be there, and I will give thee tables of stone. Go down to 25 and verse 9. In the next chapter, what about the run? Verse 9, according to all that I show thee after the pattern of the tabernacle. He said, make a tabernacle. Circle them two, draw a line and connect both of them and shout till Christmas gets here. My favorite Roman Catholic holiday. Amen. Help me now. That's just all I want you to see. That tabernacle's a picture of Christ. Yes. You know, right. yes. And then, boy, we, you've had some Bible teachers in this part of the world that would show you the truth about that tabernacle. And thank God, to John 1, the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory of the only begotten Father, full of grace and truth. And I'm just so glad that the day the Lord gave us the law, he gave us the Lord. I guess I need to say that the same day he showed them the law that what would put us in hell. He also showed them the lamb that what would put us in with him. Can I get a witness? Y'all got to chew on it the rest of it by yourself. I'm just amazed that he done all that at one time. This is going to kill you. This is going to save you. Isn't that kind? He gave us those tables of stone. And you don't even get just in the next chapter says, now let's get the tabernacle in here. Wow. Oh, yeah. What 
where the blood and the high priest and the mercy seat and the atonement. Oh, thank God. I think the next verse after it says the tabernacle, he said, uh, did he say an ark? Does it say mercy seat? It says ark and it says mercy seat pretty quick somewhere right there. Oh, thank God. Did you know God gave us Abraham before he gave us Moses? Aren't you glad he showed us the relationship before he showed us the regulations? Ain't you glad? <laughs> Brother Joe. Woo. Yeah, that friend. Yes, amen. Yeah, that friend. Uh, what is in Genesis? Moses ain't in the sand story. Abraham, yeah. Lord said, I'm going to get you up and bring you with me before I show you how I'm going to get you up. Y'all getting that? Yes, sir. Amen. I just want you to see this thing ain't about the law. It's about the Lord. Amen. Amen. We independent Baptists, boy, we can just quickly step over into, into structures and systems that he never meant for it to be like that. Yes. Oh. What about that? He gave us Abraham before he gave us Moses. He showed us the fellowship before he even brought on the failure. Right? <laughs> he took us by the hand and brought us out of Egypt. He showed us the faith journey before. He showed us the way out before he showed us the way in. How about in the sin book? He just come right. down there with us and said, come on. Amen. Hallelujah. I am so glad that God saves old sinners. Yeah. I'm thrilled and amazed that he sets them free. Yeah. But the biggest surprise yeah. is that he would save an old sinner like me. I'm going to be honest, in my little life, he showed me the Lord before he showed me the laws. Yes. Because <laughs> I done pulled Adam in my garden. I mean that I done blown my garden up. Got nearly tossed into hell. And the Lord come down there and treated me like Abraham. And then later on, he said, come here, let me show you, you know, how I think and how I feel and what, what, what upsets right. me and what's wrong, and let me show you all these laws. I'm glad he gave me love before he gave me living. I'm, I'm going I'm to say it till I say it right. He showed me loving before he showed me living. <laughs> that was a little better right there. He showed me loving in Genesis, and then he showed me how to get my living right. Yes, Y'all ain't helping me. Yes, I'm glad he come down there when I'd been kicked out of my own garden. Yes, yes. My Lord, my Lord. 
And Adam went to Abraham. Adam went to Abraham. The H didn't come in to chapter 17 when he changed his name, when he changed his nature. It's when he cut the skin off, foreskin off the flesh, and that's when he got to some real changes. But God didn't quit on man. When Adam messed up, he just moved on to Abraham. Y'all's ain't helping as me. I get lonely and disturbed at you up here. And I come after you. You better behave. What about that? God stepped over there with Abraham. What if he said, I used to walk with Adam? I walked with Adam. Pastor, you just said in the cool of the day. You know the only other time that word that word cool is in the Bible is in hell. The one thing the rich man in hell asked for was the one thing that Adam had in the garden. That I may cool. You've ever been hot in desert? Chafed and parched and cold water. You know, they didn't have ice in those days much. People that lived near ice could make chunks and run it. Proverbs said, snow as the cold of snow, the snow cold. A faithful messenger as snow. Somebody find that verse, a beautiful verse. So was a faithful messenger. They'd go up on Mount Hermon, serve special servants, go up there and it stayed snow capped year round. They'd get a pile of snow and they knew how to bundle it and they'd get it all the way back to the king and there'd be enough left and he could have him an ice drink or an ice drink. Right. You know, that's what we preachers are. Y'all found my verse yet? As the cold of snow, something, faithful messenger, something in Proverbs. Listen, just because you help me study don't mean you get none of the, none, you don't get none of the offer. <laughs> As the cold of snow, you think the evangelist might know where things is in the Bible. There's enough Bible apps in here, you should have done found it. Who's got it? Well, y'all are just pitiful, I don't know. Say it one more time, sis. As the, As the cold of snow in the time of harvest, so is a faithful messenger. What about a good faithful messenger coming down and you've been in a hot harvest? And he brings you cool, cold drink ice water and you couldn't get no ice water in those days. Get snow cup. Run by 7 Eleven, put a little squirt in it. <laughs> what about that, Pastor? You'll know why God's people love going to church when a faithful messenger's got them a snow cone. <laughs> They've been in a hot 
harvest laboring in their fields. And that faithful pastor and that faithful evangelist and that faithful missionary, they come down to the field. And if you connect the cool in Genesis to the cool in hell, that's what we get when we come here on a Tuesday night and get a little cold. And ooh, we're refreshed. And I'm glad we have a God who showed us where our Mount Hermon is. Amen. It's where the Jordan comes from, Mount Hermon. Oh. He brought that Abram stuff to us before he brought the Moses stuff. I remember how messed up I was. Ooh, 13, God called me and filled me, but at 14 and 15, all of hell came after us. Oh, and I didn't know how to live. Moses wasn't there yet, God brought Abraham in, and, he, and God gave me loving, and then later he just fixed my living. Amen. Huh? He put love in it. Right. Me. And then he said, no, we got another book. Let's work on that. Let's, let's work on your living. And boy, we think if we don't have our living right, then he, he'll never give us any loving. Oh, he's a giving us loving. And he'll work on your living. That's good. That's right. That's the Bible, Lord. Another nugget for you. Y'all doing good? If you'd have went and seen that tabernacle, on the outside it was, boy, it was unimpressive. Badger skin, the little old rough-looking tent, rectangular, you know. Not really large. We get impressed with large. Just be easy about it. Be careful about it. All right. God done some big things here and there. Yeah. He did. But uh, oh, he had lots of good things to say about them little things. Who hath despised the day of small things? Zechariah 4. A scripture that, that's been burning in me for years and it keeps me going week after week. Here at the end of the church age, helping the, helping the flocks to make the crossing. Lord, just let me be, that'll be enough. Keep me happy. Not that this thing's to make me happy. But he's put it in, and it's in the middle of Luke. Fear not, little flock. For it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. That's been my message every week for the last 23 years. Fear not, little flock. I've been in some big churches and realized there was a little flock in them. I mean, I've been in some large-sized churches, to be honest with y'all. I only found a little flock in that crowd. Whether I'm in a large-sized church or a small-sized church, Brother Sammy Allen said, there are no little churches. Yeah. 
Fear not, little flock. It's the Father's good pleasure to be the king. If you'd have seen that tabernacle, it wasn't big. Here's a beautiful thing. Bumped into this in my study. The last six months, that's all I do is I study the Bible and show it to God's people. Take the glorious gospel and give it to lost people. Yes. That's all I do. Yeah. Ain't no need to get moved away from the simple. Watch this, Pastor. I'm almost done tonight. Nobody's in a hurry. I'm just... And badger skins on top and inside is the dazzling colors. Gold, blue, and silk, and purple. Inside. You know Solomon's the one that... Not Solomon's temple. There were no windows. It was King Herod, later on, Roman Empire, that expanded Solomon's temple, made it Herod's temple, made it bigger and put windows in it to invite the religions of the world so that all peoples would feel welcome. Now, I'm with you on all people feeling welcome, but welcome to God's house, not Satan's house. Yes, yes, sir. Absolutely. You had it right, Pastor. This thing ought to be open to every, every the drunk harlot come crawling in here. Yes. We, right. ought to, we ought to love her and bring her to the Lord. Yes. And the self-righteous Pharisee comes yes. trotting in here. And we ought to pray that God melts his heart. Yes. That yes. thing ought to be open to everybody. Yes. A friend of mine said, the Lord, the gospel is like him automatic doors at the grocery store. It don't look at who steps up, it just opens. On the inside, that was the beautiful dazzling colors of royalty and rainbow colors and beautiful colors and God's light. Them windows bring in the influence of outside light. Turn off your social media, preachers. You don't need no influence from the outside light. Your Bible and your old men of God that ordained you, that'll be enough. That'll be enough. You certainly don't need the modern preachers from this generation with all their little cute, quippy, little quotey, quippy, quotey, little Facebook posty, little passive, aggressive, effeminate, thinking, little posty, posties, postings, tweeter, little twitting, tweeters, tweeters, little tweeting, little tweets, little tweeting, twitters, little twit, twitter, twitting, tweeting, twitters, little twitter, tweeting, tweet. When I was growing up, there was a house cat tried to eat that little bird. <laughs> that buddy cat, mm, he can't think to have lunch. That cat ate that thing every Saturday morning. It'd come back out of Grandma would hit it with a broom, you know. We had the right kind of violence in our cartoons. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, sir. An old man was killing a rabbit and Grandma was beating a cat. Yeah. Our cartoons used to mean something. Right. An old 
Mr. Kool-Aid bust through the wall there, kids. Them windows. Now, Pastor, here's what I need to tell the Lord's people. I don't know where I ran into this nugget. I forgot. I wrote it down. Kept it. And then later I found out it was in the Bible, so I was glad about that. And I'm fixing to show you where it was, but the badger skins outside, there was 11 sections that made the roof. Inside, there were 10 sections. 10 is the number of testimony. 11 is the number of chaos and confusion. And did you know we're in our Christian lives, a lot of the things happening <laughs> are just so rough goat badger skins, goat's hair, and it's very confusing and chaos. But on the inside, if you'll trust well, it, it'll be a wonderful yeah. testimony one day. Right. It's 11 on the out, but it's 10 on the end. I may go post that. I may tweet that out. That could be an Instagram cute little thing, couldn't Oh, how many of y'all got confusion and chaos and ugly? Ugly. Not everybody's kids end up doing what they thought. They would do. Most ministry endeavors go a very different direction than what you envision. Oh, John the Baptist was in that jail cell, and the man who stood in the Jordan held the lamb, saw the dove. Turn your Bible three pages. He's saying, is Jesus even real? Tell him, preacher. Yes, sir. There's a lot of ugly badger skins over our dazzling blue lights. The glory and the beauty of the inside of this thing, there's a lot of ugly awful on the outside. All right. Picked up a little booklet. I'll be writing a message on it shortly and preaching it everywhere God will let me. Picked up a tiny little pamphlet. It was a sermon by an old British preacher. The Blessedness of the Unoffended. There in Matthew 11, when that little story, John the Baptist said, and the two men there, the two of his disciples, they went to Jesus. John wants to know, are you, was you the Messiah or, or is there somebody else? Is there another? This is, he's just having a lot of thoughts down there in jail. Yeah. Yeah. I read a little sermon by the old British preacher, and he said, Jesus, who opened his ministry, said he was going to proclaim liberty to the captives and the setting of the prisoner free, would not go visit his own preacher who was in prison. John baptized him and heard him preach his first sermon down the road. 
Spirit of the Lord is upon me to proclaim the opening of the prison to them that are bound to set the captives free. And John's sitting in jail and said, this thing with prison and captives? Was that even him? What are we doing here? Did you know what he'll do for others he may not do for you? You know things don't always turn out like you thought they would. I think the thing I love more than anything is to see a faithful old saint even when they don't understand, they're not going to quit. Amen. Because they're believing in what they can't see and they're hanging on to what he won't do. Amen. They know he's going to do something. Amen. He just won't do what they need. Yeah. Then you've got to reach a point that I must not need what I think I need. Well, well, well. Oh, I missed it. There's something special about the servant of God in your life. I built, I looked, I looked forward all year to meeting him, meeting this thing. Because it's a fellow heart. Somebody who knows what it's like to have 11 badger skins on that. But knowing that on the inside, everything's going to be all right. Brother song leader tonight. You asked the dear sister to sing, and you said she's been in the church as long as you can remember, and you're halfway to 70. And by the way, sir, your life is halfway over scripturally. <laughs> Enjoy the rest. Seventy's all you got, sir. You're halfway there. You may want to call halftime and just sit down and think about things. And you said the sister. I, and the Holy Ghost in me really enjoyed it. That saint singing Amazing Grace. Amen. And the professionals and the entertainers, oh, 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 now you can't sing Amazing Grace. It's a special. That's a congregational. And everybody's tired of it anyway. They need new contemporary songs. I back up and put my coyote stare on it. I stick my head out. I don't care who comes by. Faithful saint stood there and sang. Amen. Grace. Folks who've been in a long time have sat in jail cells and wondered. Yeah. I guess he's going to leave me here. I guess he's not even going to come by. Is any of this even real? Yep, I'm, I'm, I'm. Been there. Yes, sir. I heard the old mountain evangelist from North Carolina mountains preach on you really don't have any. He said you really don't know anything about faith right. until you've run out of all of yours. That's right. <laughs> and then if you just don't quit, right. at that point, if you'll be faithful, when you're empty of faith. 
if you'll be faithful when you're not full of faith. If you'll be faithful when you're not full of faith. And you know what's the verse? It said, uh, if we believe not, yet he abideth faithful. Why don't, you, why don't you go ahead and not quit when you believe not? <laughs> why don't you say, you know, I'm at a place that I can't tell but my best friend and my wife, but I believe not, but I'm going to quit not. I've heard that he will fix this some way or another one day. I've heard that he may not come see me, but he knows I'm over here. I've heard that he may not let me out of this jail, but he knows I'm in this jail. And I don't even know if it's him anymore, but he's him somewhere. You don't know anything about faith until you run out of all yours. And then the Lord He'll send word. He'll send word. Y'all ain't helping. He'll send word. He ain't, his word's so precious he don't even have to come. He'll send word. He'll send word. God will arrange you to have at least two friends hanging around your jail bars. Remember goodness and mercy. 23rd Psalm told you who that was. It's goodness and mercy. And they're like, we know you can't get to Jesus. And obviously Jesus ain't coming to you. We'll run over there and talk to him. John wants to know if you're really the Messiah. Go tell John. Go tell John. <laughs> and I wonder when he heard just that part. <laughs> that he ain't forgotten who I am. <laughs> Go tell John. <laughs> and like John, he knows exactly who you are. Bless Lord. So you just tell John that there may be 11 badger skins over his jail cell. <laughs> But in a little while, we're going to remove your head. And before your head hits the ground, your feet will hit the gold. <laughs> and you'll have no more questions. <laughs> Here's the deal, John. The Lord didn't bother to tell him, but he didn't need to. In a little while, he'd know the son ain't coming to you right now, but you're going to the father. You're going straight to the father. Won't you just go sit with the Father and then both of you can watch the Son? God didn't answer none of Job's questions. If somebody get a Bible computer program, your boy Ethan would be good at this, and find how many question marks that Job gives to God. How many question marks is in Job with Job's questions? And the Lord never answered one of them. He let him live under them 11 badger skins. God ain't in the business of answering our questions. He's really not interested in them. 
Right. You don't need answers, bad as you think you do. An answer ain't what you need. Why do you need it? Why do you need to know? Are you the one running this? If you ain't running it, you don't need to know. He's running this. He knows. He knows. He knows. I'm closing. My kids love to travel. They better. Their daddy was an evangelist. It's a truck driver gypsy lifestyle. Reason we have to go to church, we lose our mind if we don't. Living like truck drivers and gypsies and sleeping everywhere with any, you know. My kids love other people. Kids cry and scream, carry on, can't go seven minutes without tearing anything. My kids loved it. They loved to travel. But it was always amazing. And we even, it became a family joke. About 10, 11, 15 miles, the last little bit of the journey, they lost their traveling grace. <laughs> Go crying, screaming, fussing. Jennifer does the same thing. She loses her traveling grace. She goes to cry and scream and put no. <laughs> but we knew the whole car loses it. And it's like God gave us grace to make the journey, but at the end, we don't need it anymore. But we're almost home. I'm telling you, for years, it was funny to watch. I fall apart, good night, can't take it no more. Get me out of here. I don't feel good. I got a this and that. And she's looking at me. I'm going to pour her eyeballs out because she's my sister and all that stuff. Huh? And I just mashed the gas up. I just, you ain't fixing those. Traveling grace is gone. Because the journey's over. I just pull on in the house. Well, well, well. My children used to ask questions. You know, in this day that you got to keep them in one of them baby seats till they're 23 and weigh 400 pounds. <laughs> you get government benefits now until they're 31, you know. Live in the basement, never change your pajamas. But I had all them car seats, baby seats. Can I pull over, Daddy? This one's looking at me. I'm hungry. I got here in the bathroom. Just all kind of questions. When are we going to get there? And all these questions that tormented their little minds. I never answered them. I drive. The father was in the steering wheel. I knew where we were going. I knew why we wasn't pulling off at this exit. It's dangerous. You can get mugged there. Up here's a safe spot. Father will go where it'll be safe for you. I ain't got time to answer your hundred questions because you wouldn't even comprehend them. You're a child. These are adult matters. And me and you are strapped in. And our father's taking us home. And I noticed something I have never pulled in home. My, three, my two girls and one boy. And I never pulled in and let everybody out. And they never asked those questions. Daddy back there on exit 312, one state ago. I still want to know what was going on. 
Never. They usually have fallen asleep. They fussed real hard and then fell asleep. And then when we got home, father and mother would unlock them and pick them up and carry them in and lay them in their bed. They, were, they wouldn't even know they were home. And when they woke up in the morning, it's sweet family fellowship and there was no discussions or upsets. Nothing upset. He's taking us home. Amen. And right before you get there, you may be holding two jail bars and saying, I don't know if any But he'll say, in a little while, you're coming out of those 11 badger skins. Right. You'll be home. There'll be no more questions. scriptures for your 11 and 10. Let me give them to you. We're not going to look at them. Make a note. I just found them all ago myself. Nowhere. In chapter 26 of Exodus verse 1. I believe he said there will be 11. In verse 7. Yeah, not 10. Chapter 26, verse 1. Ten curtains. Fine twine linen and blue and purple and scarlet with cherubims. Right. Some kind of work. But in verse 7. Now shalt make curtains of goat's hair to be a covering upon the tabernacle. Eleven. It's, it's ugly on the outside. It's confusing on the outside, but it's glorious on the inside. <laughs> I want a pianist to come, but I want to tell you a story. Would our pianist come and softly play? I'd like to tell you a story. You need to hear it tonight. <clears throat> I pastored a woman's 38 years old when she died. She was a good woman. Her husband she had two boys. She would make me uh, every church supper we had, she would make me a potato soup. And she was one of those cooks <clears throat> that could make water taste good. She put onions in there and, and Mexican corn, taters, half a block of Velveeta cheese. She'd make a potato soup and our whole church loved it. And uh, her name was Rhonda. <clears throat> Nobody knew anything was wrong with her. Homeschooled her two boys. One morning she was sniffling. She called her husband about 10. I don't feel good. When he got home, Sister Rhonda was on the floor dead. She had congestive heart. Nobody knew it. She drowned in her own. You softly play, sis. We're fixing to pray. At the funeral, an old white head and about three preachers did the funeral. An old white-haired preacher stood up and told them two boys. One was 13 and one was 9. When they walked in that living room, the dead, the ambulance, the people, 
the little one was laying on his mommy, weeping and screaming. Eleven batter skins come over to the Lord. down to them two little boys and they said boys this is a day you don't understand the mama's going into the ground he said when I was a little boy I grew up in the old Florida house out in the country grandma had a quilting room 13 cousins 11 kids grandma kept us in I was a little baby, little toddler, and raised in that quilting room. We all laid under the quilt, played with each other, played with the little toys. And he said, I grew up looking up at the underside of a quilt that my grandma was working up, she was working on. He said, I couldn't see her face. All I could see was her feet. I just knew where she was. He said, boys, as I looked up at that quilt, it sure was ugly on the bottom side. There were knots that were ugly. There were loose ends that were hanging. There was patchwork that didn't look like they went together. Laying on the bottom, looking up. Except that one day I got grown and I was back at Grandma's house and I went in the quilting room with her this time I couldn't see her feet. I was looking at her face. Amen. Her feet were under the quilt. And he said, when I got on the top side and looked down on the bottom, it was the, turned out all them years of them quilts were the most beautiful handcrafted masterpieces. And he said, boys, you're on the bottom looking up today. Nothing looks like it belongs. One of these days we're going up to the top side and they shall see his face. And when you look down at what he's done, you're going to see that all things work together for good. To them that love God. To them who are the call. All them ugly pieces that somebody said, just throw it away. That's a rag now. Grandma knew how to put it in her plan. Oh, my. Oh, Bow your heads. How many of y'all would like to come pray? We got a lot to thank him for. You may have a lot to ask him for. Stand up with our heads bowed. Why don't you come pray?
here and you're lost without Christ, you should be saved. You need to be saved. You must be saved. Want to come to the Lord Jesus tonight? He'll take you. He'll forgive you. He'll save you. Come out of your seat and come to the altar if you need to be saved. Come and sing. I love you, Pastor, and I love you, Church. I love y'all. Appreciate the regular folks as well. Stuff like that, I help you down the road. If you'll listen. That's the kind of stuff right there. That's the meat that stick to your bones. Wonderful. I love learning and pulling that stuff in. I love it. Helps us. It's been a good service, ain't it? Be back tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Let's take up an offer. Let's do that. That'd be better than y'all going home. You can't. Shout about it, isn't it? Brother Joe, get your ushers in and get the offering pans, please.
church is going to do their part when I believe it's right and proper and appropriate that they give you an opportunity if you'd like to be a blessing to help be a blessing to the man of God we'll give you an opportunity to do so we didn't get you here tonight to fleece you but we will give you an opportunity if you want to be a blessing put something in the offering plate since you just play something for us tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. If you have a home church, be there tomorrow night and then be back with us on Thursday night at 7 o'clock. God bless you. We love you. Appreciate it. Be careful getting out.